Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. Of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you, and we praise you today, and every day for what you do for us in our lives. I ask that you give us your wisdom, send us your Holy Spirit to be with us here as we talk about your will for us and your glory and all of the things that give us life through you. We ask that you protect us as you always do. Send your wisdom and your Holy Spirit upon us. We ask all of these things. Through your Son, Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Today we have a Cajun love story uh, to tell. <laughs> I've got two young lovebirds here, uh, Mr. Neil Blanchard and Miss Mary Scora. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having the, us. These are two of my favorite uh, young individuals here all, uh, and an and upcoming couple. They're, they're engaged right now, so they're a little giddy. But... Um, <laughs> I want to uh, uh, start the show by letting you guys introduce yourself to, to our audience. Go ahead, Mary, you first. Okay, so my name is Mary Scora. I am originally from Baltimore, Maryland, and I found my way down to Louisiana through uh, my little love story. But I'm from Maryland, went to the University of Maryland, graduated with a degree in anthropology, um, and then I've been a Focus missionary ever since, So, and I'm still serving with Focus, so that's how I found myself down here. <laughs> My name's Neil Blanchard. I am born and raised here in Lafayette. I went to St. Thomas More High School and then on to LSU, where I graduated in marketing and finance, and I'm in my third year with Focus, and it's been awesome, and it just keeps getting better. So... You know, one of the things that just amazes me about South Louisiana is our ability to go out and evangelize. And, um, you know, Neil is a Cajun Catholic. Mary's a transplanted Cajun Catholic. <laughs> and I think Mary fell in love with uh, with South Louisiana, fell in love with Neil, and and uh, and, and, and is able to see our area from w- with an outside perspective. But what is it about the Cajun Catholics in, in South Louisiana that, it, that attracted you? I know you've got an opportunity to spend some time here Mm -hmm. so coming from baltimore it is a pretty heavily catholic area but something that i loved about south louisiana and the cajun catholic kind of culture which is different than baltimore is how their faith is you know it coincides directly with their culture it's one in the same it isn't just like very strong in the faith and then culture is kind of different you know everybody understands the differences between each other but there's such strong tradition and culture and food is a big part of it and music is a big part of it but it all ties together and it's just really cool to see how that's still so strong and it's still kept alive and unlike a lot of other places in the country it's still so pure too you know like it it hasn't changed it's still that strong cajun catholic that's been around for decades and you know centuries and everything like that and it's just really cool to see that because it's different than anywhere else in the country I love that. You know, that, that I think that our culture does lend itself to just Cajun and Catholic are one and the same, you know, and I think that we, we breathe and sleep and eat uh, our culture and, and our culture comes out in our faith and it is truly one and the same. I feel that way too. Neil, you lived here your whole life and uh, and I know you're an LSU grad and um, 
you know, tell me about the first time that, you, you know, really God was introduced into your life. Neil and I met, uh, the first time I ever remember meeting Neil was in Houston. We were on a, going on a mission trip for St. Thomas More, mm-hmm. and I remember <clears throat> he had on a Houston Astros cap, and I liked the Astros, and we hit it off from the, from the get-go. But uh, tell me about what, when was the first time in your life you can remember really being introduced to Christ. Sure thing. So, um my dad's parents are from New Orleans, born and raised. Um, and I always remember my grandmother, my mama, having a very strong faith. And that's where um, a lot of that was introduced to me, just through mama, through talking, through her talking about God and stuff like that. And um, it was really later on at St. Thomas More where I, I went on a retreat. And that is where my personal relationship with God got serious and um, yeah, obviously hills and valleys there since then, but I I think that was really the first time and uh, being from Lafayette, being from down here, it's, it's everywhere. And um, there's so much imagery and so many awesome stories about how Christ has really been with this people that we are. And so, yeah, it's, it's kind of been this long, um, almost blurry kind of mix of, you know, Christ was here in my life. And then being raised here, you always see him and you're always in church and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it was early for me, for sure. Uh, Mary, uh, Mary's traveled a little bit, and I know she's <laughs> just come back from India, from Calcutta, correct? Yes. Now, not just anybody jumps on a plane to Calcutta. you got to have a pretty deep faith and, uh, <laughs> and be chasing your, your dreams a little bit. But... Tell me what led you to Calcutta, and uh, and then and then really tell me your, your your testimony. Yeah. So what got me to Calcutta was I my junior year of high school I did a mission trip through Focus down to Haiti where we were working with the missionaries of charity down there, and so we were getting to know the sisters, getting to know their charisms and what they do and things like that, and I was just I really fell in love with the simplicity of how they serve, you know, the poorest of the poor, yet the conviction that they have about it. And they are so loving and so gentle and compassionate and yet so strong and so sure of what they, that we need to do, you know, and it was right after they announced Mother Teresa's canonization. So they were all so excited about that. So after returning from that trip is when my faith really took off again in college, but I just really started to fall in love with Mother Teresa. Um, her story, her spirit, everything about her. She kept popping up everywhere. You know, I've heard people say like saints stalk you sometimes. They want to be your friends. And she was definitely stalking me. And a couple of my friends went to Calcutta that following summer, but I wasn't able to. Um, And then over the course of the next few years, different people from that original Haiti trip kept going and I was never able to go with them. So finally in my first year of focus, Someone just challenged me. They out of the blue. They were like, "You should go to Kolkata next year, Mary. Like, you should apply to lead the trip." And I had never expressed any of this to them, and it was kind of just like a sign. Lord, you know, are you calling me to do this? And so I kind of said, "I'm going to put all my eggs in that basket. If you want it to happen, you'll make it happen." And so I applied to lead it, and out of the blue, I got a call and said, "Hey, will you be willing to go? Will you be willing to lead this trip?" And I had no idea whether I was going to be able to get any students interested on it. But I was like, Lord, you know, I'm going to follow this. And so I said yes. And nine months later, I found myself getting off a plane in India. And 
it was really crazy to see all the little things that led up to that and yeah it was amazing to see how um the sisters across the world are the same and yet so different but it was really cool to be able to serve with them again um and just fall even more in love with mother Teresa and the poorest of the poor and everything that they do but um more of my story I was raised very catholic I can remember going to rosary making parties when I was little you know like all of our families and their friends would get together and make rosaries we went to mass my dad led um high schoolers to Steubenville conferences every summer I think he's been on like 23 now or something like this so I was raised with a very charismatic faith you know it was just what we did and who we were and I went to a charismatic Christian school growing up so we had praise and worship once a week as a school and things like that you know our teachers were praying over us leading us in worship and talks and things like that and um, I went to a very solid Dominican high school and so I had a very good faith formation and then just kind of fell away from that in college um, for a while I think I just wanted to see what else was out there and nothing too extreme nothing too you know way far off the beaten path from what I was used to but that foundation of faith and Christ and that relationship with him as small as it was at the time always pulled me back and I eventually found myself going to Haiti just because I figured oh god I guess I'll do this for you so and you know I just realized that that was a huge part of who I was created to be and I wanted to live that out because everything else I had tried wasn't really doing the trick but so so I don't need to uh, tell mm-hmm. you this Neil already but you hit the lottery <laughs> oh yeah I know man. <laughs> absolutely uh, Mary has a beautiful soul she's a beautiful young lady and uh and uh she she's we've wel- welcomed her with open arms here as Cajun Catholics and certainly in my family mm-hmm. I feel like they're a part of our family <laughs> so you know uh where did Neil I'm gonna let you take this part where where, where did you meet and when <laughs> tell me about that cool um so we met we met our first year and we had like an in focus and we had a conversation but neither of us really remember it um but later on in our where sec- were you we were at focus training in ave maria florida okay all right um we go there for five weeks and uh kind of put us through boot camp and formation and all that stuff but um it wasn't until uh our second year the first night of training before all of the first years got there, we kind of have a little social because um, with, you know, 700 missionaries, the only time we all really get to see each other is at training. And so we're all um, socializing around campus and um, guys are bringing out their coolers and we're, we're having some Corona. And here's this girl and we found ourselves in the same group having a conversation and we kind of broke off and had our own conversation. And yeah, it just went on from there. And then how I kind of tell it is that we kept finding ourselves in the same group of friends, having really awesome conversations. She was just a blast to talk to. And um, yeah, we had great conversations. And I was like, hey, I think I want to take this girl on a date. And um, a few dates later, here we are, you know? 
they're going to do great things for the kingdom of God. I know, you know, these this is a, they both have beautiful hearts, and I'm so happy that they were able to meet each other. And and uh, and the Cajun Catholics will be very well represented in in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you're listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. Today's guests are Mary Scora and Neil Blanchard, soon to be married. I believe it's the wedding is going to be at St. Pius. Yep. Uh, everyone out there is invited. We'll, we'll send <laughs> oh. out the invitation soon. <laughs> Bring your own. Uh, yeah. Be food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, so all right, let's uh, let's get it. Let's start delving into your faith a little bit. Um, what, um, Mary? What? Uh, I want to know two things. One would be, what is your favorite Bible story out there that kind of hits your hits your heart? And also, um, what's your routine? What's what is your daily routine now for prayer? Oh, well, my daily routine right now is all over the place because I have physically been all over the world. Um, but yeah, I think just trying to get to daily mass every day trying to pray a holy hour every day you know at least spend an hour in prayer whether that's in a church or just very intentionally time set aside to do that um i always try and pray a rosary every day because i've fallen more in love with that yeah it's kind of all over the place i've been reading some things trying to do scripture the team that i'm on now we're reading we did acts all of june and discussed it every week and now we're doing matthew so trying to be good about remembering to do that and just having a lot of good mental prayer um and my favorite bible story it's strange because it's one that I've known for a long time, but I kind of fell more in love with it as I started to step up into um, missionary work and leadership roles. But the story of Esther, just because, you know, she's kind of groomed from the start to have a really strong faith. And then she's put in these places where it's just like she has the ability to step up and to lead and to make such a difference. And all that it takes is her, you know, her faith and her courage and bravery to just be who she was you know, created to be, but also to use the gifts that she's been given um, by the Lord and by the the faith and the character that was instilled in her through her family and friends. And, you know, her uncle Mordecai is always telling her, like, maybe this is what you were made for. You know, like, who are you to say that this isn't your role? And I found myself saying the same things to myself and others saying it to me before, you know, like, what if this is what God has created you to do? You know, who are you to say that this isn't what he wants you to do? Um, Which is kind of how I found myself as a missionary and in India and you know, in a lot of things, but so it's just, it's kept coming up and Esther is just a really pretty name too. It's beautiful. Uh, you know, <laughs> it just for our listeners out there, a little encouragement goes such a long way. You know, you can hear it in Mary's mm-hmm. story, an uncle, a, a, a cousin, you know, somebody that's out there. Uh, I believe our, our, all of us, even adults, but youth, you know, need, need that. They need somebody to encourage them in their faith and just give them that little nudge and you never know where that's going to lead. Neely? Uh, yeah, so I'll answer the question the same way, kind of backtracking. What does my daily routine look like? Um, mass and a daily holy hour. And basically the reason for that is as missionaries, kind of like doctors, we cannot take care of others if we're not taking care of ourselves. If we're not being fed spiritually, we cannot become a wellspring for the Holy Spirit to really overflow out of us and uh, pass it on to others. And that's absolutely necessary. Our prayer and our sacraments are absolutely necessary. Um so there's, there's no skipping out on that. Um, my holy hour right now looks like it's usually with the daily readings. Um, I Believe in Love by um, Father Del Bay is real big right now. It's a book based on the spirituality of St. Therese of Lisieux. That's a huge 
um, huge resource for me right now. So a lot of uh, a lot of scripture and a lot of sacred reading. Um, and then my favorite Bible story, I you know it's I think it's always been the token classic, um, the story of the prodigal son. I can read that story and pull new things out of it every time, or be reminded of it. Um, it's absolutely my favorite story because it it shows you know the brokenness of the human nature and just how prone we are to wander, but it also shows how. Um, eager the father is to bless us how eager he is and how desperately he just wants to bless us and love us and and give us everything um give us it all you know uh i recently went to coach tony robichaud's funeral and uh the gospel reading was the prodigal son wow and um you know he's done so much for our community and and fathering those young baseball players and men and a shout out to him. I wish uh, my regret is not having him on the show sooner. You know, he's the ultimate Cajun Catholic. And, uh, you know, uh, just talking about the prodigal son. Yeah, the love of the father, you know, and, and how Tony loved. Uh, he loved his kids and, and, and that church was packed. And I think everyone appreciates that in this community. So I had the great privilege to go to the Holy Land uh, and with Jess, uh, with my daughter and that Neil and uh, went to school with. and. You know, uh, going to the wedding at Cana, that's one of my favorite mysteries to pray. And, um, you know, I always thought that the wedding at Cana was the mystery, but I think the mystery is actually the uh, turning of water into wine. But, um, you know, I, th- I, 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 I see you two sitting at that chapel. I mean, I just can envision that, you know, imagery of y- y'all at the wedding at Cana. But uh, Father Josh, who did Jess's wedding, uh, he said, you know, when you're out there searching like these young two looking for the right person, uh, you know, go towards Christ and just keep going and keep going. And when you feel like you're really close, reach out and grab that person next to you. I, I feel like that's how uh, the story, y'all's love story, you know. I, I see your hearts just uh, colliding with each other. So anyway, um, just a, a pleasure for us to have you on the show today. So so what is your message out there to, you know, uh, what's God got on your heart right now? Um to tell the, our good Cajun Catholic listeners out there, uh, you know, who might be searching for someone or someone who maybe is 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 hurt from from a relationship. Wow, um, might need to collect my thoughts for a second. <laughs> I think something that was big for me is I've I had heard that a lot. You know, run after Christ and then see who's who's next to you, and that was really easy to think of theoretically but it was kind of really scary to give that over to Christ you know to be like okay I'm gonna trust you that you're gonna be doing this but I can't see that work happening um and I thought I had found it a lot of different times and I really hadn't and it was finally when I was able to admit to myself and to the Lord that it was really scary um but that it was okay that it was scary because if I, you know, I truly believe that he's a God that wants to bless us and take care of us. He's going to do that. And I, I kid you not, almost days later is when I met Neil again. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's really cool to see how, and I've told so many people after that, you know, happening, don't be afraid to be scared, um, which is ironic, but um, take the risk of trusting the Lord with, you know, everything, but especially with that, because we have to admit that it's a little bit scary in order to truly appreciate it when God blesses us with it. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, yeah. Run towards Christ and see who's next to you. That's absolutely, um, man, I was thinking about this either this morning or yesterday. Um, 
but what I, how I think about it is that, you know, we're striving for sainthood and we're serious about that as should all people be. Um, and sainthood is beautiful, but it's tough. Um, sainthood's not easy. And, um, but to run after that with, with someone who really loves you and really desires, uh, your sainthood is is amazing because you're gonna have moments. At least I have moments where this this girl makes me just uh, laugh to tears. Just hilarious. Have great times with each other. Great memories. Um, and then there's also times where she, you know, calls me out on my uh, stuff and puts me in my place where I absolutely need to be. And she humbles me and shows me like, hey. Um, if you're serious about sainthood, I'm going to put you on that path. And she's, um, she's really great about that. And that's just the nature of, of what we're going to enter into in December of, of marriage is that we're, we're got, we got to get each other to heaven where, um, everything is the fullness of, of joy. So, yeah, I'm 53 years old and it was only recently that I, I heard, you know, that the, the one the one goal in marriage is to get your spouse to heaven. That is, that's it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it took me a long time to, to hear that from someone, but I'm hearing that from these young kids that this, they got this thing figured out already. But, you know, doing that also is very hard, you know. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in our family, we uh, I'm expecting our first grandchild soon, and, and um, that's a big deal. And we're doing a novena, the family. And, you know, we, we just... Even though my mother was and had a, an unbelievable devotion to Mother Teresa, I don't know if Mary, you noticed it above our coffee shop in the, in, in the dealership. It says, "Do, do small things with great love." Mm-hmm. You know, Mom was super attached to Mother Teresa as well. But you know, um, uh, I, I just think that um, it takes a while to figure it out, and then praying together. You know, you think that you know, like my family didn't do that, you know, much at all. And then same thing with our little. Uh, family, uh, we we all have our faith lives, but sort of separately, and so we've only recently really began to really pray together, and it's so powerful. And uh, you know, if I, my biggest regret in life is that I hadn't done that more with my girls, you know, when they were when they were younger, praying the rosary. And you heard Mary talk about their family was making rosaries. I mean, there's not a lot of families out there making rosaries, so you know she's praying the rosary, mm-hmm. you know. So. And Mary, what is it about the rosary that, and you've been doing that since you were a kid or? uh... Yeah, so I don't even know how my family got started doing that. I can remember we used to make the little bead rosaries and my dad still makes the, you know, the cord rosaries and he gives them out to everybody. You know, he'll just make them in his free time. It's like a little hobby he has and then he'll just pass them out to people. Um, And I actually, something I've come to love the rosary more especially as a missionary because it was one of those things I think I just accepted as a Catholic and never really looked that much into because I knew it was a good thing I knew it was part of how we were distinct um, in our faith but I read a quote the other day and I don't remember who it was from from a, I think he was a military chaplain, but it was like every beat of the rosary is like a, a bullet in an automatic machine gun and oh, something like that you know like every Hail Mary, we pray every part of the rosary is like a little hit against the devil. Um, And it's just like another prayer to commit ourselves to Christ, to, you know, state our faith, to praise the Lord and his mother and everything like that. Um, And yeah, I, 
I just feel like every time I pray the rosary, it's such a good meditation. And oftentimes I find myself, if I have, you know, this issue that I'm going over in my head and I can't seem to work it out with the Lord in prayer, if I start praying the rosary, like by the end of it, it's like part of it's just a little untied. And maybe it's just because I'm calmed down a little bit. <laughs> but, and it, it's also cool to see how it's universal, you know, like, when I was in India, we were praying the rosary with wow. the French people and they would lead a decade in French and we would pay, pray a decade in English and the Mexicans, we were praying in Spanish. And so it's really cool to see how it's just a universal part of our faith in our church, but it's so powerful. Yeah. You know, I've heard it's just an, I love you to Mary's like, no. So just mm-hmm. the same as you telling your mom or dad or your spouse, I love you, you know, it's over and over. Mm-hmm. And I, and I can really relate to that. I'll say this on air, you know, not to brag because certainly not, but, but, um, but I've said a rosary every day for 15 years now. And that happened. Um, I'm telling that story because that is supernatural because I never, <laughs> I was uh, 40, you know, 38 years old, never prayed a rosary really in my life. I went to cathedral, maybe we prayed some rosaries, I don't even remember that. But, you know, after my conversion experience, you know, I just knew my life would never be the same. And for me, the rosary was, um, I want to stay in that place of sanctifying grace. I want to I be here all the time. And the only way I knew of that the Holy Spirit told me was to just start praying a rosary. And that was for me every morning. I do it on the way to work. You know, that, that is, sets me. You know, it sets my soul straight, uh, and that—that's my rosary story. But um, anyway, we're we're coming down to the end of our show here, and um, just been a great pleasure to have this young Cajun love story featured on Cajun Catholics today with Mary Scora and Neil Blanchard. So, are y'all gonna live in South Louisiana? What's the plans? Do we know? So the plan, um, we both received a placement at Tulane University for our third year with Focus. Uh, which is the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. Um, so we'll be in New Orleans for the next year and hopefully more. Um, yeah, living down there with, with a really uh, vibrant community and a, a very a place of a lot of Catholic heritage and a lot of history and a place that's really booming with a, with a young Catholic movement right now. It's going to be – I'm super excited. I love New Orleans. It's a super life-giving place. Um, so yeah, we will be in South Louisiana, and you know we're we're super close to Cajun country, which is uh, a place that I just can't stay away from. So yeah, and hopefully we'll our house hasn't floated away today. Right? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> pray for that. <laughs> yeah, well, you're always gonna have hurricanes. They're always yeah. uh, that's just True. just a part of it, you know. So yeah, they're gonna be on the Tulane campus, and I know they've been in some in, around around the country at other places, but. Uh, thank y'all for what you do, and and for those of us out there that want to support Focus, uh, how could they do that? Sure. So, um, I mean, there's there's so many ways uh, you could support missionaries individually. If you know your missionary, you could always reach out to them and say like, "Hey, um, I really like what you do, and I, I want to support that because we do fundraise. And that's that's the nature of our job is is to um, is to rely on God's provision and generosity." Um, but yeah, there's, there's a million ways to do it. Focus.org. Um, you can support mission trips, you can support trainings, you, you can support, um, just about anything. We have an entire page of giving. So, and if you want to have a more personal connection to it, you can always get in touch, like Neil said, with a missionary. Um, I'm sure anybody out there listening, you could get in touch with Todd Citron and he could connect you with Neil or myself. Um, and we could tell you more about the mission and how you can be a part 
of that and especially on mm-hmm. Tulane's campus um, or any of the campuses down here in South Louisiana. Yeah. Absolutely. We need to support Focus at all costs. You know, we I've traveled a little bit in my life, and I ran in, run into Focus missionaries everywhere that I go, all over the country. They're doing an amazing job. I wish they had that when I was a kid. But if you want to support Focus, contact me at the dealership. Uh, we'll get you in contact with them and, and um, give with your heart. You know, I mean, these guys are doing great things. If you're sitting at home and you want to do something great for the Catholic Church, this is what you can do. So we're at the end of our show. I want to do a little blessing for these two because um, I want to continue to see and bless their marriage. So in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. amen. God, we ask a special blessing upon Neil and Mary as they move forward in their journey towards you. And uh, I ask that you continue to let them bless the, the good Cajun Catholics of South Louisiana and bless them wherever they go. With, they have many children, and, and they continue to minister all of us. And thank you all so much for being here today. God bless thank you. Thank you, Toss. Engage the Cajun Catholic in you. We'll see you next time.